Crewpros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crewpros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crewpros. Crewpros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. Memphis, 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 and I'm thankful for this this guy who tweeted and said I don't have that fire in my eye no more. That game right there was for him. That's what I do. I fool people wrong each and every night, and that's for him right there. Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What up, Grizz Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. I, I'm a little bit more chipper than somebody over there. I literally have not talked to Nathan since he's joined. I don't know if he's frozen. I don't know if his audio works. But we're going to come in. We're going to bring in Nathan here in a second. But I'm your host, Daniel Greer. We are presented by Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. Yeah, it sucks, Nate. It sucks. I get it. It sucks. But let's go ahead and bring Nate in. What's up, man? This is not going to be a nice podcast. Mean things are going to be said tonight. I'm usually I literally pretty, haven't stopped. I, haven't I stopped usually laughing. stay pretty even keel and on like the mean takes, unless it's jokes. It's typically jokes. They're not about to be jokes tonight. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. The Grizzlies lose one twenty two to one twenty off a <sighs> dumbest what? play I've ever seen. It was a broken inbounds play. Let's just be honest. It's a broken inbounds play that we're over playing over top. Play. You know yes. what was broken was Zaire's brain, just like it was all night. Daniel, I know 12-year-olds, 12-year-olds who know not to give that up. Yeah, I agree. It, so he's playing over top, um, you know, and it's just – Honestly, he worked back to the basket, and Zaire's playing over top of him, and that is a tough shot. It's a catch. It's a layup. It's The layup's not the tough shot. But the catch and to not get it swatted by a guy who's a little bit taller than you, obviously, in Zaire, that – listen, that's – it's a tough shot, but that's a basketball defense 101. You cannot give up the rim. You just can't not give up mention- the rim. Half of our team is up top. Yeah, that they were all playing over, which didn't make There's sense. There's two seconds left. If anybody else, if he catches it over the top, guess what? We have the rest of the entire team on the floor to guard it. Dude, 24 minutes. 24 minutes. A yeah. minus 19 in a game you were never trailing by double digits. Minus 19. There's why do no you think reason that? For that. Uh, so I, I have my ideas of why. why. Why do you think he's playing Zaire? Honestly, the the uh, six most uh, minutes on the team. Uh, w- what's your reasoning for that? Because obviously it wasn't because of his play. So what's the reason? I don't know, man. I, I'm genuinely lost at this point. Okay. Like because it's not on merit. Obviously not on merit. I, I I'd say you don't have any other options, but you've had David Roddy right there. Who listen? Do I think Roddy is going to be awesome or anything like that? No, 
he couldn't have possibly been worse than Zaire tonight and most nights. I mean, I, like I said, I didn't tune into the second half of the Phoenix game, but I was told we had the Zaire breakout game because he broke double-digit points for once. I guess that's a breakout now. And listen, I I sent this out tonight. I'm far from giving up on Zaire. I've loved Zaire's skill set. I think he can be awesome. What the hell are we doing? And don't give me the, oh, it's just one game. We can experiment. This is not just one game. Regular, so regular season games that matter. This is a regular season game that matters. And you're playing this dude 24 minutes. He can't hit the broad side of a barn. I promise you, if you gave him a freaking baseball bat and then put a freaking barn right in front of him, he couldn't even swing the bat and hit the barn from two feet away. That's how off he was. He misses every defensive assignment. He never rotates right. And this is stuff that's inexplicable. It's inexplicable when you don't get your defensive rotations right. Every time. Everybody has a brain fart. I've been on Brandon Clark for having brain farts his entire career, who I should give kudos to. He's been much better about that over the past month. I mean, really impressed me with that. There's a positive note. Now let me get back to what I really feel. There's no reason for you to be missing this unless you have zero confidence or you truly just don't know what's going on, which tells me he doesn't have confidence. And you know what there is for confidence? South Haven, where you send everybody, including Danny freaking Green, who's about to turn to dust in basketball years, but he's coming off injury. Why don't we send Zaire there? Why not? I think it's because we're too stubborn. I think it's because we invested in this guy with a 10th pick and we're too stubborn and we're going to make it work. Because it nothing else makes sense. He's not playing well enough to deserve it, and you have other options. Yeah, and get out of here with his oh his defensive length and none of it shows up because you know what he does? He gives guys straight lines to the basket with two seconds left in the game. And then guess what? If it wasn't a bucket, he goaltended there too because he grabbed the net. Yeah. Yes. All right, so let's move on from Zaire just a tiny bit. We'll go back to him. Don't worry. Obviously, yeah, we will. if if I don't go back to him, Nate will for sure go back to him. Um, well, let game... me say this too, before we move on, <laughs> I can't say this enough. I don't hate Zaire. I'm not anti Zaire. I mean, nights like tonight make me trade him, make me want to trade him, but that's why I don't understand why the coaching staff is putting him in the freaking game. And I, I see all this stuff. Oh, he should be able to hit mid range shots. That's his bread and butter. Your bread and butter playing with Ja Morant. Can't be, oh, I'm going to be a good off-the-dribble mid-range shooter. Knock down threes. Knock down threes or go play for another team. It's as simple as that. All right, now I'm done. Right, you ready to move on? We good? We good for just a few minutes. Um, all right, so let's let's break down the game just a little bit, right? And that's obviously not – it's obviously not what I want to see out of Zaire just in general. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the highlights real quick. Let's talk about the highs. Santiago Dama stepped in. Dude, he's got some, he's got some wiggle. Santi's got some wiggle. He's got a little flavor to him. He's got a little boy, little that that boy be hooping to him. Little Jake Laravia. He's got a little wiggle to him. Um, Santi played great tonight. Uh, I'm just gonna be honest. I, I I don't know what else to to say out of that because he was one of the few that really played well. And when I look at games like this, and I was talking or uh, texting with Ryan, uh, the other co-host on here, and we we're talking a little bit back and forth about just kind of these these type of games. These type of games show your flaws. 
the rivalry games, it is rivalry week. The playoff games, the games that come down to the last minute, the last quarter, these are the games that that show your flaws, such as can you actually like do the right thing down the stretch? The Grizzlies did not on the offensive end. They did not on the defensive end either. But also what you look at is their shooting just has not been there. Their offensive flow hasn't been there. Yes, all this sucked tonight. And it reared its head when it, when it honestly, it should not have. And I'm going to take the positive in the glass half full. These kind of games and these losses where you have to be a 24-year-old who's been talking ish all season long, you have to swallow that. And you got to take that back home with you on a four-game losing streak. You have to. It's going to make them better. Okay, it's going to make the coaching staff better for their ATOs. Okay, it's going to make them better. It's going to make them understand, hey, this guy is 21. I have to remind him, because Stanford obviously did not, have to remind him, you have to stay under when you're under two when you're under two seconds because they're gonna have to they're gonna have to get to the front of the rim or they're gonna kick it out, right? And we have people on both sides. Maybe so. I don't know. Maybe Stanford just thought he was smart enough and the coaching staff does too. And they just did not realize he's maybe just not. But he's really good at playing the piano. I will say that they they showed up and they showed out at times, but a lot of times they did not. And that is the part that kind of pisses us off as fans because we, we hate losing. Because we're gonna have to they, hear it to the, we're gonna have to hear it from the trolls, and that's what sucks. The road trip, listen, the trolls can say whatever they want. I've <laughs> been basically off of Twitter for months now outside of in-game tweeting. We had nine guys play in the rotation tonight, truly. Roddy got three minutes. Yep. Eight of them played well. Mm. Like, you want to talk about positives? There's a ton of positives. BC, great game. Yes. Jaron, great game. And he didn't even have – he had one dumb foul, but he got whistled out of that game unfairly, yeah. which I always – I'm one of the first to criticize him when he yeah. – makes a bunch of dumb fouls. He got whistled out of that game. And I don't – the whistle – and I thought this was actually both ways. I didn't think it was a one-way whistle. But it got tight at the most inopportune time in the fourth quarter. I don't know how you let your whistle get tight and weird and start making calls you haven't made in the fourth quarter. wet your whistle, man. got wet it. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> ja played well. Dylan – I see people hating on Dylan – because he took a wide open three. Which, that was listen, stupid, though. I agree. I agree. I agree. I completely agree. Guess what? For 30 of 31 minutes, he played well. Like, you had every guy up and down the lineup play well tonight, except one. Now, the free throws are a problem. Ja can't just be good at free throws. Ja needs to be awesome at free throws, because he's going to shoot a ton of them. And you got to know they're going to go in. He's but the only one that did not shoot well tonight. He went seven of twelve. Mm-hmm. Brooks two of two. Jackson two seven of eight. Clark three of four. Bain four of six. Adama and Tillman both one and two. And Tyus one and one. He's the only one that didn't. Yep, right? I agree. Made and seven of five. He does but have to get ba- better. He, he needs he, to be probably closer. Probably make two of those. Go nine of twelve. I'm okay with that. Listen, I think free throws are a huge issue for this team. Yeah. But guess what? I see people already saying free throws. And Dylan, in the day, you had eight guys play well enough to win a basketball game tonight. But you played one that was so unbelievably, unf- 
unfathomably terrible that it you lost the game. Yeah. That's and that's it. I mean, it honestly comes down to that. And listen, we sent out something from the main earlier about Taylor Jenkins. We all think Taylor Jenkins is a good coach. I think Taylor Jenkins is a good coach. Not all bro. of us. Let's just be bro. honest. Well, no, not all of us, I guess. But that's what, I see people blaming Taylor Jenkins, and I'm like, listen, I'm usually a Taylor Jenkins defender. You played Zaire Williams 24 minutes tonight. Yeah. He's a minus 19. You lose a game by two. All right, so let, let's def, let, me, let me play on the other side of the, the – Go for it, please. On the Taylor Jenkins side. <clears throat> he played well chasing the, some of their better shooters, right, which is – you know, the, the three-headed monster there they have shooting. He chased them well. Could Tyus have done that? Probably. He did. Everybody did tonight. But they didn't do it as much as, as Zaire did. Zaire, Zaire was playing on Steph Curry in the fourth quarter. Okay? So I, I, I will give Zaire his credit when, when, when it's due. He played Steph well for the most part, right? On his defensive assignment throughout the majority of the game. He played well. He was a non-factor majority of the game. Okay. I do not want to act like I'm defending him. I'm, I'm not acting like I'm defending coach. I would not have played and went back to Zaire right there. I would at least gave Roddy a few more extra minutes to see if he could get his legs underneath of him and get him into the game. These are, these are critical moments that he could really develop from. Honestly, that's, that's a whole different piece. So I, uh, yeah. Put That's the other side of it. in the game. Obviously, that last defensive possession doesn't make sense. But here's the thing: I didn't see Zaire do a single thing that game. I don't think David Roddy can go out there and do. I didn't see him do much. I don't think John Conchar can go out there and do. Yeah. It's listen. I, I understand what you're doing. I, I get it. I think Taylor's a good coach. I understand the idea of Zaire Williams. Right, I am behind right. the idea of Zaire Williams. We but are going to get away from him if he's giving not playing up well. basketball games. Yeah. At least one to get him minutes for, and it's beyond me. I saw another tweet just a second ago. It's Zaire's going to grow from this. You know what he would grow more from? Going to South Haven and getting his confidence back and playing basketball. Playing basketball where he is a major factor and he's not getting beat on baseline passes to lose games. Yeah. Do you think that's that's not helpful? That's not helpful to anybody. And listen, man, I I don't know if Roddy would have done better than him. Maybe they're in the same position if Roddy gets all those minutes tonight. I promise you they're not in a worse position. Mm. And I, like I just I don't know. I'm I am baffled. I, I am at the end, I am at wit's end with with this and it that's a coaching thing it is a maybe it's not maybe it's an organizational thing i think no, people I, I i think that's his choice to go to zaire I, and I, I think it's I, mainly because of the defensive matchup I, I don't think that there's an organizational saying like hey you have to go minute. to him more than somebody else well, i'm saying overall there, there, there might be i think overall there could be i think there could be pressure but listen i whatever it is I don't understand it, and I'm sort of at wit's end with it. I'm okay. also absolutely – I've been – I mean, I've said this already. I'm absolutely on team trade after stuff <laughs> like the past four games. So, because I would love to have somebody who you can pass it to that will make a three. That bury a shot like Dante DiVincenzo. Like, just somebody like that. Okay, real quick, Please. on the game. Um, 
I don't want to I don't want to hit on plus minus too much. I just want to explain a little bit of the game, like just in general, just looking back on it. Brandon Clark, who played really well, minus five. Okay, that obviously that number does not do him justice. But if you look at the rest of the Grizzlies, Jaron plus seven, Dylan plus one, Ja plus one, Bane plus nine, Aldama plus two. Then you have your other three bench guys. Tillman was a minus five. Tyus was a minus one. So the, you know those are probably more accurate. Zaire was a minus 19. That was a big issue. But if you look at the uh, the look over here at Golden State, Danny uh, Danny Green, Draymond Green was a plus two. He played really well when he needed to. Right, I, I absolutely cashed a ladder on him. Just <laughs> just so we're all aware. Okay, thank you, Draymond. I hate you, but you won me two hundred dollars tonight. Okay, so me and him friends tonight. Plus two. Kaminga, who everybody loves come buckets, minus 16 on the night. Okay. He had some flashy plays. He played okay. He was atrocious defensively. Uh, Steph Curry, minus three. Clay and uh, Poole both were plus. Clay was a plus six, and Poole was a plus 15. Those big minutes, when they're able to send him out, uh, I think it's three minutes into a quarter in the first quarter and then into the third quarter, you can send him out and bring him back in later in that quarter. And actually have him run and be the facilitator, the creator, dude. It was huge to have to have Jordan Poole do that, um, and so that's why he had his minutes be so so big. Uh, two guys that probably benefited from that: Lamb and Divincenzo, both plus seven. The other guys are minus on the the Warriors. So really, they didn't have a lot of people that were really big pluses besides Poole and Thompson. That's it. So just looking at this, it's. It's not a freak out like they didn't play well. I have my critiques and I have my stuff that pisses me off. Jaw in the fourth quarter does not score until the last two minutes of the quarter. In the fourth quarter, that that irritates me. The whole going out and coming back in so late. He's coming back in the seven-minute mark in the fourth quarter. I hate that. I want him to go out earlier in the third quarter come back a little bit earlier in the fourth quarter. That would be that would make me more happy. But he just didn't look like he was being going downhill as much in the fourth quarter. And so that's my that's what I saw personally. Um and I, I just I don't know I don't know how you fix that, right? If he's the best player on your team, he's the one that's scoring, he's the go-to. How do you how do you go at him and uh fix that? Ryan says that BC's defense killed us late. It did. Uh do you agree with that, Nate? Yeah, absolutely. And I think BC had an awesome game, but that's the kind of stuff that these kind of games are good for you as a team, though, because there is it's the every possession counts, all the little things matter. And there was too many times where he got lost on a screen where he needed to be helping. He or... Always gets lost. No, he's been better lately. And dude, I, I'm a big call BC him Carmen San Diego, dude. He's lost all the time. <laughs> I'm a big BC attacker when it comes to basketball IQ and rotations. I and I think he's done a lot better job the past few weeks of not getting lost, but he absolutely got lost tonight late. And you know, the reason Dylan fouls Steph for that three pointer mm. late is because he's fighting through a screen that BC's on the wrong side of. And then Clay, when he got open for the go ahead three, BC didn't go over, they didn't go and help on the other side. That, it, that's stuff that can't happen. And I think that is stuff that they they learn about, right? You yeah. learn that kind of stuff through this. I think that stuff is good for them. Um, I think they should have never been in that position, sure. But, uh, yeah, BC's defense did kill us late. 
Another um, guy. Another guy. Let's move on to Jaron a little bit. David Vickers in the comments said he had zero blocks on six fouls. If you I are mean, playing, if you're playing fouls. Jaron, if you're, if you're playing Jaron against the Warriors, take the under. Promise you, I did tonight. I took the under on his actual blocks. He just does not play well against them. And the simple fact that Draymond knows how to play against him, but also like they he's, have figured out if you kind of just just go at him a little bit, he's going to foul you. His big arms are going to somehow come down and you can draw fouls on him. But also they don't really take They're a jump shooting team, so he's not going to go get the, the three blocks that he's averaging either. Well, and the other thing is Jaron had a bad half. He had a bad first half, which is ironically when he didn't have any real foul. I think he had maybe one foul in the first half. But he was 0 for 5 from the floor, I think, at halftime. Finished yeah. 4 for 11. So he went 4 for 6 in the second half. He played much played better solid. when he got when he demanded the ball. And he slowed down. He was going way too fast in the first half. He was rushing everything because he was. I think he was worried because he knows Draymond constantly draws those fouls, and he's still not comfortable enough in the post to do that back down. But then in the second half, he figured out, okay, here's how I can back down these guys. Here's how I can use my body, but not be overly aggressive, so I can actually make something happen here. I, I listen. I'm a big Jaron. I call him out when he's when he's dumb. I think he got whistled out of that game. Mm. The, the, the last, last one foul, sucked. The, the last, last one, foul, sucked. yeah, it sucks. But like, listen, he's going for a loose ball. You need to recognize when you can't get there. At the at the same time, like, dude, there's a phantom foul on pool. There's two points for Golden State, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then you get the uh, what was the other one? What was the other one? There was two phantom calls. At the end of that game, I knew the one that was down there on pool. Oh, Anthony Lamb drove on him, and there was a oh, right into right into his chest. (laughs) There's at least three points, maybe four for Golden State, plus two calls that shouldn't have been there. But but that's what they do. They know to go right at him because he's going to swipe down and foul you, or you literally can just run into him, and they're going to call a foul line. Yeah, but that but when he does the latter, I'm not. It's not his fault. I don't know. Yeah. There's nothing else he could have done on those. Yeah. The last foul shouldn't have happened. It did. But I, I, I'm i telling you, we had nine guys play tonight. Eight of them played well enough to win. Mm. If you want me to go after anybody else on the team tonight, I can't do it. BC, did he have defensive slip-ups? Yeah. Did Jaron have a couple of fouls he shouldn't have made? Yeah. Did Ja make a couple of bad decisions? Yeah. Guess what? So did the Warriors. But they didn't have anybody else that absolutely crushed the team tonight. And the Grizzlies did. Yeah. The Grizzlies did. Mm. And the Steph stuff, dude. I just saw that comment, the hate for Steph. Steph Curry has designed his shot and made it where he can make it go in to draw fouls. And it's infuriating. Because it's not – I don't know what the letter of the law is there, to be in all seriousness, but when he finishes all the way out here and holds it, you can't even – contest because he finishes so out far out in front of him so i don't i don't know but listen he makes it go in he's made it his actual shot motion i guess kudos he's that freaky good if you look at his shot too though a lot of times what he's doing is he's actually shooting it and when he comes down he's moving into the defender a little bit Mm -hmm. and he's creating that and then he always just falls and and that's what he did a couple times i saw the warriors um and the warriors twitter i guess we're talking about that how much they 
It was a foul. It's a foul every time. Dude, it's, it's not, especially it's not when you do it that much. Like it yeah. can't be. So, but but listen, he's playing. He's playing to his advantages, and he knows that he can shoot the ball. Yeah. And once he lands, the shot's done. Once the ball's out of his hand, it doesn't matter what he does after. So if he wants to hold his hand all the way out and try to uh, hit you to create that foul, that's just that's smart basketball. It sucks to watch it. I hate it, but smart yeah. basketball. But um. All right, so real quick, scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. how worried are you about this team currently constructed going after a championship? I'm not talking about first round playoffs, second round playoffs. I'm not talking about anything. I'm talking about championship contender. We're coming off a a loss that's it sucks, right? It's not a bad loss. It just sucks. So give me one to ten. Ten being the highest of how worried you are for them as being currently a, constructed. As currently constructed. I mean, I would guess I would say it's currently constructed. I would say soft eight. Mm. And, and yeah. it, that's only, and that's not a, over. Oh, I'm hitting the panic button, teams going down. Like, it's a rough stretch. It's easy yeah. to be down in the dumps about it. And four games ago, everyone was like, we can win the title. Rah, 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 I, I don't think you have the shooting. I don't think you have the shooting right. around Ja to go win the championship. And so if you want to win a championship, I think you got to make a move. I'm already documented. I'm already on here saying that we need to go get shooting and we need to make a trade because the championship window is open. And I think it's a mistake to get cute with that. But um, Danny Green could come back and actually contribute. I mean – and. I know it's like, oh, what do you expect in Danny Green, 30-something years old, coming off an ACL? I bet he's not a minus 19, mm. 0 for 6 mm. from the floor tonight. 0 for 6 from 3 tonight on wide open shots, including wide open from the corner. And if one of those yeah. goes in, guess what? It's 123, 122. Yeah. All right, so I'll give you mine. Mine's a 7, right? So I'm a little bit under you. I I do think that they struggle at the shooting but the the thing that I have the reason I'm at a seven probably and not as a, an eight we'll say, um, it's going to be tough to make a trade. It really is because Danny Green is an expiring contract that you could get off of. He mm-hmm. matters none to you. He hasn't played any. When he does come back, he's going to play very limited minutes. At max, he's playing four games. That means he would have to play some in a back-to-back. That means there's probably three games. He's getting 10 to 12, 10 to 15 minutes in. So you either have to make you have to make that decision before he even steps on the court, I would imagine, okay, if you're going to get rid of him. But at that point, if you're not getting rid of him, what pieces are you moving to go get someone you have to match money somehow the only other pieces you have that are able to do that is tyus jones and dylan brooks you have to be okay with moving those two to get anybody of substance back if you're not you're literally just being a third team in a trade throwing draft picks here and there just to get somebody back okay it happened with the uh, cavaliers right and it worked out to their benefit with jared allen Okay, perfect. But I I just don't know if they can find somebody. I, I just I just I just don't know. I I mean it's it's tough 
it's tough to make a trade. I don't think that they will, if mm. I'm being honest. I also think it's a mistake not to. Yeah. I do think it's a mistake if they don't make it they don't make a trade this year. Just just out of somebody, right? Just I, I think bringing anybody in, especially somebody that's not expiring, would be beneficial for them. Uh, you're about to pay job next year, and you can take advantage of it this year. So I, I think that's one, one of the big things. <laughs> Ryan in the Ryan in the comments is trolling over here, even though I know the his reasoning. He says he's not worried about the team. He's ten of ten, so he's the most worried about the coaching. Okay, <laughs> Ryan. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that another day. We're not gonna talk about that today. Uh, Ryan believes in the whole, let's say Mark, you know, the whole Golden State Warriors coaching issue, right? Where they had Mark Jackson, they get rid of Mark Jackson, bring in Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr can take them to the championship level because Mark Jackson could. He thinks Taylor Jenkins is Mark Jackson, and eventually they'll get to the point where they'll bring in another coach, takes them to the the championship level. Could be true, whatever. That, but that's him. I, I know how he thinks. We've talked about it, so don't want to get into that too much. Um, all right, what else in the game? I don't want to spend too much time. It's already what is it? Twelve forty-five. Uh, I have meetings in the morning, so I have to make sure I'm bright-eyed, <laughs> bushy-tail. That that makes any sense. Um, but anything else you have in the game? I don't want to spend too much time on here uh, talking about this too much. The only other thing, and this is a culmination of some things, but it, it showed out tonight, is I am less against trading Dylan Brooks than I was a week ago. And it's, I, was, I was fighting myself on it all through this little slump that they're in. And I think they'll get out of it whether Dylan's on the team or not. I think Dylan could be a contributor. But him taking that shot tonight, the last shot, which again wasn't. A, it's not like it was a bad shot most of the time. If you get that shot on most possessions, it's fine. If your name's not John Morant or Desmond Bain, you got to find a way to get those guys the ball, or you got to have like like a beeline layup at the basket. Mm. It's and that stuff is the kind of thing that can't happen. And I, there's no one on that team that I think will that. Well, correct for any of that. You know, Jaws, he's a great scorer, but he's a pass-first point guard. You saw him in clutch pass to Brandon Clark, which was the right play to do, right? But that's a layup at the rim. That's that's the right play. Right, right, exactly. But he's not going to – You wouldn't consider him a pass-first. I just saw – yeah, I would. Really? Yeah. I think Jaw always makes the pass if there's somebody wide open. I think he always makes that pass. I, I don't remember the last time I saw John not make a pass when someone was wide open. Yeah. No, but I think he will if he needs to, but he can, he's also the well, guy who's looking to go get the points first and foremost. Well, personally. Here's, here's the problem. I just saw a quote from Taylor Jenkins about Zyra Williams. We're fine with him taking those shots. You shouldn't be. You know, you got that let that mother effer fly mantra for the Grizzlies which is nice when you're all 19 and 20 and you're just fighting to get into a play in when you're trying to win a championship you better not take that effing shot Zaire Dylan like you can trust your teammates it's a great sentiment it's an awesome oh we believe in each other 
guess what? You got two guys who are legitimate all-star caliber players, one who is a freaking superstar. And when a game's on the line, you it better be because you were wide open and it was the end of the clock. If you're wide open at the beginning of the clock, you he's drive. Not, he's not taking them at the beginning of the clock, though. He's not. That, that's the thing. about Zaire. No, I'm talking about the end of the game. This I'm not talking about Zaire anymore. Keep up, old man. I know it's t- I know it's late. late. It's late. No, I'm talking the, about the, the game's already replaying game, right now. At, <laughs> at the end of the game type stuff, like you can't there can't be this, oh, you're wide open, take the shot stuff. I'm sorry. If you are wide open, you drive to the bucket, and if you got the lane, fine, put it in. If not, you kick, kick, get it back to the guy who you want taking the shot. And that's not yes. on this team. That's not that's not present because on this they're team. not veterans. Like they're they don't have a vet that has shown them that. But who's like, going to step the up late and do game it? Moments because who's step up and do it because the coach isn't. I promise you. So what's happening is if you've looked, the Grizzlies went on a thirty-one and zero streak. Anytime they were up by ten points, they won the game. These games have been fairly easy this year. Mm-hmm. This West Coast trip has not been easy. They are taking their lumps right now, and they're mm-hmm. literally they're taking them in the face. Mm-hmm. These late game moments where they're sucking at this is the biggest thing that's going to help them in the playoffs because every mm-hmm. moment is a big moment. Right now, they have failed every single test, every test. Yep. But eventually, they mature, they age, and they learn from their experiences. I, I'm not saying. I want these to happen by no means, right? I want us to be able to be smart enough to do that. But also know that Zaire is having to play in the game. I would say having. Having is a, a, a big word there for that. A little bit of a stretch. He doesn't have to play. But as they're currently constructed, they're thinking that he's their better defender. And I've seen him up close in person shut down Brandon Ingram, okay? I have confidence myself in his defensive ability. But this new Zaire, this taller Zaire, ain't working. He's just I, not. I just think there's something wrong. Maybe we need to shake I, him. Can, I you, have, can you get shaking Zaire syndrome? Like if we most, shake him too much? I have utmost confidence in Zaire Williams' potential. <laughs> <laughs> but his present sucks. But what we're at right now makes me want to drink bleach. The whole freaking bottle of it. He's and, gonna be, but he's that's gonna be again. I, I had my whole Zaire rant. It's less of a Zaire rant and more of a coaching decision rant at the beginning. If I'm being honest, other than the Christ Almighty, how do you give up that layup? Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't understand that's just that. A, that's just a brain but, dead moment. He's 21. I made a lot of worse decisions at 21. I bet you didn't during a basketball game. Not the best. But I, um, again, the main thing I'm getting at from this specifically is that has to be a mindset shift on the entire team's part. Yeah. I'm, and again, I have to say this in case somebody sound bites it and goes, Oh, Taylor Jenkins sucks and uses a prop. We, I, I love Taylor Jenkins. I think he's a good coach. I'm tired of him saying we're fine with everybody taking these shots. Don't be fine with Dylan launching 10 threes in a game. If he launches five, and then he makes a couple, great, awesome. I don't want Dylan to not take any open shots. But guess what? After Zaire missed his fourth three of the game, 
and none of them were even Please close stop. to going in. Why are we still shooting them? Don't be fine with that. Yeah, and that's I agree it's, with that. like I get they're buddy buddy. They're young. At certain point, it's hey, you got to go win games. And there's the whole young thing. There's kids in college. There's kids in high school who are getting benched because they're taking shots they shouldn't be taking. These are grown ass men getting paid to play basketball and go win, and they want to win. Do you want to win, or do you want everybody to just take whatever shot they do and you make them feel good, despite the fact they got 0 for 6 or minus 19 and lose you the oh, game? Hold on, though, real quick. These aren't bad shots in a sense, okay? They're not early in the shot clock from what I see. They're not early in the shot clock. They're not step backs over people, okay? They're literally within the flow of the offense. They're wide A open, okay? My <laughs> issue is the six okay yes that's exactly what i'm saying i get that but the shot in general is not a bad shot it's just the extra two after you miss four let's chill it out go get something at the rim you've already missed one lob you missed two lobs you connected on the third one now go try another shot and see if it works okay it's still not working okay let's let's shut it off (laughs) when you go o for x amount of shots they're all bad shots they're all of them unless your name is ja morant steph curry kevin durant etc even ja ja went nine for 29 against the lakers which everyone conveniently skipped over he started there's some shots I'm like ja that's a bad shot tonight dude yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like sorry quit taking it it's a bad shot it's hard Listen, it's hard to change that mentality though man it's hard to change it but it has to that's that's my biggest concern yeah, with the team but... is that mentality that of all the things that are my concerns on this team, I think they need more shooting. I think they need a veteran presence. I'm, and I think that's the reason they won't make a trade because they don't want to move Danny Green because they know mm-hmm. they need a veteran presence here. I think the biggest thing is you have to change the mindset of, oh, it's us against the world. We're going to ride or die with our boys. Like, no, every once in a while, your boy F's up and you need to get on him for it. And you need to say, that's enough. Like, listen, I know I've listened to Vernon say it a thousand times on the show. I don't know if he said it today. I know he said it yesterday. Somebody's got to tell Dylan to quit chucking up shots. When the game's on the line, it's not your shot to take. And nobody's going to say that. Guarantee you they're going back there and saying, that's a good shot, man. You take that shot 10 times out of 10. Nat, do you, you want to be a great, great regular season team that has fun playoff runs? Or do you want to win a championship? I agree. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that completely. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and move on and move on our our, our, our thought process onto Minnesota a little, little bit. Minnesota 24 now. minutes minus 19. All right, now we can move on. All so right, uh, before we do move on, we got to shout out our presenting sponsor, um, and that is Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they do treat you like family. You can give them a call at 901-443-4798 at ZachInsuranceMemphis.com. Uh, go give them a call. They can give you insurance on auto, home, life. Uh, life is life insurance is big right now. Uh, that's what they're pushing. So go give them a call. If you don't have life insurance, if you want to insure a new child, uh, you keep the same rate forever. So go get it at zero like I do. Uh, all my kids have life insurance at the age of zero. Uh, they keep it forever. And at 30, I'm making them pay for it. So give, give uh, Zach a call. Zach Jaworski State Farm, 901-443-4798. All right. Also, Grizz 901 merch. 
at grindcitydesigns.com backslash grizz901. Grindcitydesigns.com backslash grizz901. Uh, we're going to keep trying to put up new stuff uh, here shortly. All right, real quick, let's head into the game that is Friday. Today is, well, today's officially Thursday. Um, Rudy Gobert is back. He had a decent game. Does that worry you for the Gobert man? Back in minute, back in, back in Minnesota now. I think. Wait, it, it is Gobert, right? You're not getting him and Cat confused. It is late, so I'll forgive it. If so, yeah, I'm just making fun of cats. We're back in Minnesota okay, now. He's making Gobert. Make I'm making fun right. of on that. We're, we're yes. good. We're good. Um, yeah, I think the Grizzlies are going to beat their ass. I can't imagine a world where they don't come you and think? just take out. Yes, the Grizzlies are so much better than that team. And I think they are going to take out all of their frustration on those guys. Like, wow. am I worried about Rudy Gobert? Brother, no. <laughs> Let me tell you this. If they don't come back and win that game, I won't be watching basketball until Danny Green's playing again. Which, conveniently, is only one game off because I know I have a, a problem with an addiction. But I will not be watching at least one Grizzlies game. Maybe two or three. I might take a couple weeks off if they lose to the Timberwolves. <sighs> All right. So, if you heard my comment earlier about the Zaire shaking syndrome, so Ryan had a comment. Make sure you get your kids their Zaire shaking syndrome vaccine. He thought That's that was way I literally almost I it was. choked. I almost <laughs> choked twice. It is one o'clock in the morning, but I almost choked twice. So, shout out, Ryan. Yep. Uh, why you're still awake, I guess. Uh, the reason we're all still awake. Um, yeah, so I don't know it, if they, I don't know if they're pissed off or not, but you're talking about four losses in a row. They're going back to Minnesota. If they can somehow get this win, then they can go and play a Pacers team back at home. You feel confident you end the, the, the month the right way before you kind of get on a little bit of a stretch. Uh, but man, I, they have to win in Minnesota, and I know that "have to" is a strong word. They need for to. their confidence. They need to go into Minnesota and dominate. That's this is if they lose both of these games, these are their rivalries, right? This is rivalry week. Both they have Grizzlies have two games in the same week for the NBA rivalry week. This would be big if they were to able to not actually win these. So. Yeah. Let's be honest. The Wolves sort of traded away the rivalry in the offseason. They did. They did. <laughs> it's, like, it's sort of, I think I was on the lineup. Yeah, this could easily become a rivalry, but they went ahead and <laughs> killed that and back in the barn uh, pretty pretty quick in the offseason. Um, but yeah, I think they're going to come out and beat the piss out of them. They're way better in that team. And I, I thought they played well tonight. I thought their shooting was obviously terrible. And, uh, first half specifically um but they played with the, the right tenacity they played good defense they were they were locking in i mean it took a lot of great shots from steph pool and clay for them to get that score up to where it was i thought the grizzlies yeah. played really well tonight and i yeah. thought that looked a lot like grizzlies basketball and yeah i think they're going to go into minnesota and just beat the absolute breaks off of them all right. Well, I hope so. Uh, Minnesota is – they just beat tonight. They beat 
Uh, sorry, there's a cat on my shoulder. It kind of scared me too. Um, so they just beat the uh, Pelicans. And so tonight, Brandon Ingram's return. So that's a good win for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, I, I expected the Grizzlies show up, right? But Minnesota at home, their crowd can get a little rowdy. So it's going to be a really good environment. It's going to be another good test for the Grizzlies. I, I hate saying that. I hate being the glass half full guy. I look at it that way because I think of it for myself. What what would I think about? And you have to think of it as it's just it, these are tough games. These are learning experiences. But eventually that isn't a reason. That isn't an excuse. So they're eventually going to move on from that. But as of right now, they're taking their lumps and they have to eventually find their way over the hill okay and they got to get over that and figure it out one you're not the glass half full guy you're the glass <laughs> half empty guy just to make sure that i correct your your metaphor there i am the glass half full guy you Usually. just said you hated to be the glass half full guy when you were i know the glass because i'm empty guy because i'm usually the glass half empty no guy. daniel you got it wrong trust me <laughs> <laughs> just trust me on this you're, you're not you're not there right now number two I do not think – I disagree. I do not think this is going to be a test for the Grizzlies. I think right. – listen, bet. there's this whole we we bring the best – The Memphis brings the best out of us. I, I think Memphis is going to come in with we hate everybody right now, mm. and you're going to eat all of that. So Wow. Okay. Well, we might have put a little wager on that one because I actually see this differently, but we'll see. Uh, okay. I just think – I think Minnesota is not playing bad right now. And I think they're, I think having Gobert there and not having Steve O is a, is a problem. I really do. Without yeah. Steve O, it's a problem. Personally, yeah. we'll see. They, they um, claim off the court. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if they go small, then maybe that's a potential. Um, all right. That's all we have. We're over the 45 minute mark. Um, I said we're going to do a 30 minute show. It's obviously one o'clock central. So if you're hearing this in the AM, you're welcome. We stayed up late for you. Uh, but we can't go to bed after a game. And obviously, neither neither can most of you because uh, we've had a pretty good audience tonight. So thank you all for hanging out with us. Uh, kind of listen to us ramble. Uh, if you didn't, if you missed the Nate on Zaire take early on, it lasted for a little bit. Go back and listen to it to the very beginning of the, the show. Uh, it um, was more on the coaching decisions around Zaire, to be clear. Dude, don't – dude. Just step in the hole and stay there, man. Don't try to keep getting out of it. God. I'm not trying to get out of it. There's a whole Taylor Jenkins crowd that can come after me, and that's fine. I love them both, but guess what? They were both family show. Crap tonight. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we did good on the Grizzly player watch tonight. I think it was three and one. Unfortunately, Zaire and Tyus both did not hit a three, which was funny. Uh, but another good <laughs> night out of us uh, for Grizzly player watch on the betting side of things. <laughs> uh took but, plenty but yeah they did take plenty uh but thank you for listening honestly it, it's been this has been so much fun and i've had a blast doing these post game shows i know you have as well uh next week we're gonna do a crossover week so we're gonna have new people on here just for a week and it's gonna be only from our grizz not a one kind of network people from the no bluffing podcast from free basketball uh, we're going to have a little bit of everybody coming over. So uh, we're going to have the free basketball crew. Uh, I think it's on the Sunday night show, the, the Pacers game. And then we're going to have uh, the no bluffing crew after a game Wednesday. I think it's the first. 
And then the second, the No Bluffing crew, we're going to have Chris uh, from there. He's their uh, their leader over there. So we're going to have him after the Cavs game on the second, um, I believe it is, or maybe it's the Blazers. Either way, it's the second. Um, and then you're obviously we're going to send Nate over to free basketball. So he's going to do the last mascot standing, which will be fun. Uh, we're also going to have Chris over there on free basketball. And so we're going to move around for one week just to kind of change it up, give a little uh, little fun experiences from everybody's show. Um, and so it's going to be a good, good fun time. But thank you for hanging out with us here, watching us on YouTube, but also listening to us on the podcast. Can't thank you enough. Our podcast has doubled, practically tripled this year. It's been a great year for us. And so you're uh, you're killing it for us. So we can't thank you enough. So uh, without there ain't anything said, you know what we do. Be nice and tell your friends.